Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, they talking all of this Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery Jr. And with me this week, once again, are my good buddies, the OG Matt Madness co-hosts of the first two ever episodes hey. back at this very time, this very day actually, I think, is this our four year anniversary? Uh, I'm not sure if it's the birthday or not. I, I but think it's, it's uh, four years, uh, maybe from release day, but I think we're like four years plus. It's time. not the actual date four years, lined I think, up. I think but four I years know, and two days. I know the first show we did was a, a Rumble a preview. preview. So yeah, I so think this out. is technically our four-year anniversary show. So congratulations, guys. Happy yes, anniversary. Happy, happy, bir- happy birthday, happy anniversary, whatever you want to call it to us. I don't know why I didn't think of it till like right now. <laughs> Damn, we're about to... We should just be, re- yo, we messed up the script. We should have just reviewed that rumble. <laughs> AJ's debut. It would have been pretty funny. Uh, but I do, I do want to introduce you guys first because I don't think I ever did it. My good friends, Ek2 Fly, Eric Trambicki. They know who we are, boy. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron A-Lo. Lloyd. Uh, so, yeah, I guess this is our four year anniversary. So, we've made it four years. Uh,. We're back uh, previewing our fourth Royal Rumble. Uh, that first one we did, obviously we got the debut of AJ Styles, which was rumored, but I don't know if any of us really expected it. I don't think we did. Or did we? I think we did, because WWE kind of acknowledged it on their website at the time. Yeah, I guess they, you're right. Because they had a headline, our top New Japan star is coming to WWE. So we all, it was only a matter of time, but we were just hoping at that point. Yeah, uh, so Rumble Preview, before we get into that, first, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, two kind of general things. One, I think this is interesting. I don't remember what the actual ratings were for each show the last two Wednesday nights. I know AEW won both weeks, uh, but AEW dipped a little bit this week. NXT was bumped up. But the number of total viewers was exactly 1.64 million each of the last two weeks, which I think is interesting. That it was the same exact number of wrestling viewers on Wednesday night, just slightly different numbers on which show. Do you think now Did it has AEW settled in? Still win? Yeah, they they won by maybe like seventy or eighty thousand viewers. Or I'm sorry, yeah, seventy or eighty thousand viewers. I think it was like like seven sixty one to six ninety. Actually, I probably can tell you in one second. I think I screenshotted it. Uh, let's see. AEW, 871,000. NXT, 769,000. So they won by 102,000 viewers. Uh, NXT was down 7 per, or AEW was down 7.3%. NXT was up 9.9%. So I guess maybe because NXT is gearing up towards their next takeover, maybe that played a little bit Could of help. a part in it. Um I don't know I mean, if they had a, always, They did have a big, like, Keith Lee had a, a North American title match on yep. NXT, yeah, right? Yep, he won. So, yes, so, new champion. Congratulations to Keith Lee. Aaron, by any chance, did you watch NXT Live? I did not. Do you know if that was the opener or if that was the main event? That was the main I event. I assume main event. Okay. I mean, it, it's funny because I always feel like NXT is always countering something uh, AEW is doing, and I don't know the exact procedure because I'm several weeks behind on NXT. I haven't watched none of it live or even recap wise. But AEW has a tag team championship match advertising, you know, and it took from my perspective, NXT is doing the counteractive. All right, let's do an NXT North American Championship match. It's funny because I feel like so often they've been doing that, but you have you haven't been getting that a title change. And it's so funny the the first time one of like a bigger title, I'm excluding the cruiserweight title, but it's funny that the first time AEW any of their belts change is also the major <laughs> NXT championship changing hand. And it's it's funny it happens at the same time. I mean, obviously one was an opener and one was uh, the ending, but yeah, definitely unique. I mean, I like to think if you're 
if the viewer's committed, I haven't done flipping of the channel in a good while. So if you're committing to watching NXT over AEW or vice versa, it's funny. I mean, people made the decision. It seems like more people lean towards, all right, I'd rather see the NXT North American Championship match versus the AEW tag title match. Yeah, no, I wish I knew what, like, the hourly breakdowns were, if the, you know, what it was from hour one to hour two, but it seems like AEW, after, like, a brief little, like, boost for NXT leading up to Survivor Series and coming out of Survivor Series, um, AEW kind of is back on top. I don't know if NXT or WWE as a whole did a good enough job keeping NXT elevated the way it was a couple months ago. I guess they haven't based on the ratings, and I haven't watched it enough to to be able to say, like, yes, they have uh, kept the spotlight on it the way they did before, but I think it's pretty clear they haven't. Well, I got an opinion on that. Go go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, well, I think they have, but... I think a lot of times we put too much into ratings just because the ratings are high doesn't mean the show is actually better than the opposition. But they have followed through if you want to actually sit down and and break it down because Rhea Ripley is now the the NXT Women's Champion going going in and going out of Survivor Series. She was the big talk talk of the company and wrestling, Twitter, and the internet. Same thing with Keith Lee. Keith Lee was a big deal before and post Survivor Series, and now he's a North American champion. So the things that they actually did on the the shows leading up to Survivor Series, they actually kept going with those things. And let's say we got a new North American champion, and then we have the NXT TakeOver Portland in a few weeks. So they're actually building towards that. So, but the ratings aren't always indicative if the show's better. It's just what's kind of piquing everybody's interest. And then, at, and then with the whole NXT thing, I think – I think for them to lose is fine because it's just going to be on the network the next day or Friday or whatever. So it's actually streamable. So the fact that they get that many viewers on a Wednesday night, I think is not that bad. The fact that they're losing to AEW more, more than they win. Yeah. So Eck, before you give your thought that, so my feeling is this isn't so much about like the, the rating or the quality of the show. It's about that, that like month long period WWE made NXT seem like a huge deal and I don't know if they're doing that now the shows might still be good and they might be like giving the NXT fan like what they want but I don't know if they're like putting NXT on that pedestal that they were in November oh definitely not because they're not being featured on Raw and Smackdown and I think that's a huge missed opportunity like I thought they really had an opportunity to make NXT a really big deal, and it feels like it's back to being just like the same six hundred to eight hundred thousand people watching it every week, as opposed to them building on their audience. Eck, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I mean, I, I got a lot of feelings, and I'm not trying to uh, preface this by saying I'm not trying to just sound like a WWE hater here, but it's one of those things where you know, pre Survivor Series, I was. I was no huge Keith Lee fan, but I feel like after his performance that weekend, and not to discredit the North American title, but I feel like he should have been going straight towards Adam Cole. And I just feel like it's a wasted opportunity putting him in NXT's mid-card, basically. Um, So I feel like, one, that's a missed opportunity. Two, you get Survivor Series weekends over, and then shortly after... We got two. We got Chelsea Green and um, Aaron. Help me out. What's the other girl's name? Diana. Yeah, Diana Perazzo. You got the two of them for a one day call up on Raw, and then it's over. You got a little bit of an NXT tease like that, basically for them to job out, get a little bit of a spotlight. That's over. Um, NXT is triumphant at Survivor Series. They are a formidable third brand the past two years and i mean technically over the last six years like if you want to date it back to like rusev getting you know while he's in nxt having a random show up at the royal rumble we've seen people excuse me people from nxt show up at the royal rumble what i have an issue is there's 30 people in the royal rumble you got these three shows throughout the week NXT's go home show, yes, I understand they have it or takeover, but you can't tell me not one person on their roster can make claim to say, 
I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. I mean, I know we're going to get someone from the match. I'm just kind of uh, in the match. Um, I, I was assuming, big ass out of myself, I was assuming <laughs> we were going to get 10 people from uh, all three brands. And I thought that would have been a good call. Uh, you know, I'm guessing we're going to get a small handful, if anything, for the men's uh, Royal Rumble match. Um, I just feel like there's a huge missed opportunity here um, with NXT. I know they want people paying attention to their takeover, but if you had somebody making claim, like not Matt Riddle on Twitter talking about how he wants to do something with Brock Lesnar, but if he actually was on TV and said, just to let you know, I'm entering the Royal Rumble and I'm going to be the one to throw Brock Lesnar over, like that's going to hit social media louder. That's going to have people buzzing. And then you're going to have, you're going to want to see what's going on in the final week. I just feel like that's uh, another way to give them an edge against AEW, and they're just passing on it. Yeah, so they have. I believe there's only five spots open in the Rumble I think right now. I thought there was eight. I, so, I thought it was eight. I saw eight earlier. I looked on Wikipedia, and it said there were 25 out of 30 confirmed. Um, so even if there are eight spots, it's not a lot. So but, out of that 25, they're probably including Edge and Punk. <laughs> I have to look and see if they're on there. But even if it is eight, it's somewhere between five and eight spots left. I guess the thing I'm for, I forgot about is, like, Raw wasn't the end of programming before the Rumble. There's still Friday for something to happen, and maybe they want to leave something for that last day. But, yeah, I agree. Like, the the Rumble would be a perfect place to showcase NXT talent, and, and they didn't do it. Uh Alo, was there something else you were going to say? Well, they didn't do it yet because they use a lot of those NXT gods as, as surprises. And in Rumble matches, everybody wants a surprise. But it's in due time. You already know we'll probably get Finn Balor in the Rumble, uh, possibly Keith Lee, and what, maybe – I said Matt Riddle already. Maybe Adam Cole again because we got him at the Rumble in uh, 2018 in Philly. So there's – at least it's time the possibilities, but they like to use those NXT guys as surprises. Yeah, because like I feel like besides Ray in Philly, I feel like in the past two years we didn't. I mean, I don't know. Did we get a throwback last year? Last year, I don't think so. But in Philly, we got the Hurricane. Uh, we had got we got Ray, Adam Cole, and Andrade. Yeah, like, and I know they're yeah. We got two from the future, two from the past. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so last thing I wanted to mention before we get into to previewing the Rumble, I saw something on, I believe it was Twitter, maybe it was somewhere else. And if you guys saw or heard this, you know, confirm it for me, that there is talks of Gabriel Iglesias going into the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. I have not seen this. And I saw why? the rumor of it. Why? What it... Didn't he show up on one show? One, one. I don't even think he's a good comedian. I think that guy sucks. I would never watch. I mean, I've never thought he was funny. Uh, I'm not into fluffy. Like uh, it, he's not funny to me, uh, and I don't get what significance he has to WWE. Like that would that would legitimately legitimately piss me off. Would it piss you off that. more than Kid? Would it piss you off more than Kid Rock? No, and it it wouldn't even piss me off as much as, as William going in. But no, Kid. Wait, is Kid? Yeah, Kid Rock is in because I'm pretty sure I criticized him on the show. I think I even called him. Oh, I think, was that the same is. year Goldberg went in? I think. Uh, so maybe, that, the, maybe that's the we real day they lost me. I think me. so. Maybe that's the real day they lost me. It was the day I that so. I realized Kid Rock and William Goldberg were going into their Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, okay, so we don't know if that's true. So it was probably just some rumor that. Yo, you still don't like Goldberg? Believe it or not, no. I thought you were over that. No, we'll never. I'll never be over it. You should. You should know better than that. I'll never be over that, ever. Uh, so I guess the first thing we could start off with on the Rumble show: Becky Lynch versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship, a rematch from last year's Rumble, correct? Yep. And is this the last match Becky lost? Uh, seems like it. <laughs> Best one, last one on one for sure. Seems like it. Yeah, like maybe she was at part of a tag team that she lost, or maybe she was in like a multiple person match that someone else took the fall. But I, I believe this is the last time she lost. So obviously, as someone who is not watching, I have no idea how they're building this, what the story is. So how did they get here? 
Um, Becky keeps getting egg on her face, and Oscar keeps getting the better of her, and she wants to give her us. Uh, Bailey wants to get. Jeez, uh, I can't even speak mm. today. Uh, Becky wants to give Oscar her receipt. Is what Becky keeps going back to, and it's just something on her record she's trying to do right by. It's like Hogan and the Warrior. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and the way it was set up was Kyrie saying was a Kyrie saying got hurt at TLC, so to cover up her injury, they had Oscar challenge Becky to the to the title at for at the Royal Rumble, so they had that thing going on to. So until Kyrie Sane could actually recover and be re- clear for in-ring competition, she did. She's now clear. She did end up wrestling Becky this past Monday Night on Raw. So I guess my my qu- first question to both of you is: Is this a match you're looking forward to? Yeah, looking more forward to it this year than I was last year. Okay, Alo, how about you? Uh, Kind of, sort of, because because I've been championing the Kabuki Warriors as the women's tag team champion as a unit, too, because I wasn't sure if they could actually pull off the whole heel tag team dynamic, but they pulled it off actually really well and even ended up as a tag team of the year nominee for us. So I'm interested to see where they go with it, and it is the revenge factor that comes into it. But I think it'll be a really good match, and hopefully I can tell a real good story because even the build to this, I think, has been lackluster because even their contract sign, I thought, was was a dud uh <laughs> this past Monday night on raw was whatever so hopefully the match over, over exceeds what's been going on, on a weekly basis between these two so then my next question is do you think there's any chance that we have a new raw women's champion by the end of the night zero i hope so yes i think there's a good chance because you have to assume that you know Asuka has a tag team partner that could play a factor. Obviously, the green mist, I'm assuming that's still part of her gimmick at the moment. Yep. Yep. Has Paige had anything to do with them anymore, or is that done? Oh, no. no. They, they jogged Paige out. Yeah, they, they, they sprayed Paige with the mist. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, then. How long ago was that? Right after they won the titles. Okay, so it's been a while then. Yeah. It's been a minute. Um,. I'm trying to remember. I feel like I really liked this match last year, except for the fact that Becky lost. Because I felt like it didn't... I felt like she shouldn't have lost the match, but obviously it paid off with her winning the the Women's Rumble at the end. Um, But I feel like that kind of tipped us off that she was going to definitely win the Women's Rumble. Although I guess we kind of already knew that anyway. Shout out to Lana at number 27 or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, whatever number it was. I and forgot about part, that. The best part was that you burnt the number <laughs> and, and, and you were passed out drunk <laughs> and won. It was amazing. And flushed the number down the toilet. I And another great part, I, I don't remember if this is the women's rumble or the men's rumble, but Eck passed out and wakes up and he's like, <laughs> he's like, the men's one. he's like, have they gotten to like 25 yet? And I'm like, they're on, yeah, they're on five or they're something. On five. <laughs> <laughs> he he passed out. They were at three, and he woke up hoping they were in the late twenties, and they were at five. Uh, Classic. Do you think this could be in the running for match of the night candidate, or no? I want to be optimistic. I mean, it's two of not only the best uh, women in the company; they're you know two of the most popular. So. Yeah, well, I don't see why I couldn't. Yeah, yeah I, agree. yeah, I agree because this card, when you run, when you run, run it, run down it, it's going to be pretty lackluster. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I would, I, I wouldn't surprise me if it was. Uh, I well, we have a, a surprise. Well, not a surprise guest, but we have somebody jumping in. Second. <laughs> I would like to welcome to the show Josh Prepagina. Somehow, I think I lost the other two guys. Let me add them back in. Aaron Lloyd, Eric Trembicki added to the call. Hopefully they pop up here in a second. I have to remember at 19 minutes to... To cut out some dead air. Hey, we got Alo back. Oh my god! <laughs> and we got Ek back. 
So we got, we we got, got the band the back man. together. Oh my god. <laughs> I love that he hasn't spoken a word yet, but... Bringing, <laughs> well, he doesn't know English. But bringing, welcoming to the show, Josh Prepagina, if that is your name. Who, who am I welcoming to the show right now? It's the question mark. <laughs> Samuel Santos. Damn. Damn, it's officially the Hard Times preview show. We got the question mark. (laughs) Karate. So this was unexpected. The uh, Luchador mask, even more unexpected. Uh, We were just about to give our predictions on Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Uh, Alo, who do you think? Becky. Eck? Oscar. Uh, Prep? S. Oscar. <laughs> and I think Becky retains, although I would love it if Oscar got the win. <laughs> next, ma- <laughs> next match, we have The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Need Championship that. in a strap match. Like... Is there a reason for this being a strap match or like why a strap match? It's been Who a while. Who wants to see first. a strap match in 2020? It's been a while. So. Yeah. Before I interject on that, I do want to say one last thing about the women's match. Mm-hmm. Becky has to lose this because it gives her hope for something else to do. Give her somebody she hasn't beat. But in the words of Aaron, yes, strap match needed. We haven't seen one in forever. I, I got no, no issue against it. Yeah, and, and just like the dynamic of these two having being like they're being attached to each other. So like Bray has no well, the Fiend has nowhere to go. So Dan and so is Dan and Brian. So they're gonna be connect. They're gonna be connected together for the entire match. So that would be interesting. And it's been a long time since we've seen a strap match. My only problem is what kind of rules are they gonna do in this strap match? Are you gonna have to win by pinfall submission? Are the four corners thing gonna apply? That's the problem when it comes to this match because you know they like to change their rules up all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Pre- I, so I know the Fiend was your worst wrestler of 2019. So what are your thoughts and feelings on the strap match between Daniel Bryan and the Fiend? I like the idea of a strap match. You guys can hear me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like the justification, like oh, the Fiend always like basically like gets his stuff in and runs away now he has nowhere to go you know like i I did i do like the idea and like you guys all said we haven't seen it in forever i just feel like i can't remember a strap match i enjoyed the last like style match like that we saw was what the russian chain match oh yeah Mm -hmm. cena and rusev yep yeah I, I feel like I pretty- saw that one live. Was that uh Battleground? Philly? No. Uh Wasn't you that did it. No, no, you saw We saw the, we saw a flag match. You saw the I quit match at Payback 15. Oh, uh, you're right. The, the chain match, I think it was the month prior. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Don't forget the classic flag match, guys. Yeah, you're right. We did have a a, a good old fashioned flag match. Which was, I'm sure was excellent. You know what? Cena was in it, so I'm sure it was excellent. Actually. <laughs> hey, uh, big match. Um, any like, I I don't I don't know what's going on with the Fiend anymore, and I'm not, honestly not even sure that I want to know. Dude, it's from Friday nights. It's hard to know. It does any of it matter? Is maybe my main question. It will now because they're in like the basically like the playoffs leading up to the finals. Yeah, so they so, want to build the fiends for WrestleMania, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, but I'm sorry, Ayla. Do they like feed him to Roman at Mania, or does he like <laughs> win at Mania and then like continue until like SummerSlam or something? Like that's what I'm curious about because it's technically his first Mania, so I don't think they want him to lose at his first Mania. Yeah, and, and another thing is they have another Saudi show in February, so it's being rumored that. Kane's gonna because Kane showed up on SmackDown last week and he helped Daniel Bryan get one up on the on the Fiend. So it's been rumored that the Fiend's gonna face Kane in Saudi Arabia. That might just get me to to resubscribe to the network. Really? No. <laughs> Obviously, no. He got Kane you. would not. <laughs> Kane would not be enough to get me to resubscribe. He won't even Kane, watch. 
SmackDown for free on on Friday. <laughs> what makes you think he's going to resubscribe to the network? I mean, well, Kane I, was one of the reasons I canceled the network. <laughs> well, I knew I knew there was a, there was a catch in there. So I was waiting they for Passion to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, what prep your point is like. The Fiend may not matter so much right now, but you're saying they're going to make him matter going through these next few months. Yeah, like, I really don't, like, a lot of the talk on, like, other, you know, wrestling programming is saying, like, oh, he's just, get, like, building up to, like, feed him to Roman at Mania. But I'm like, this character has generated so much revenue for them, whether we like him or not, that there's no way that he's going to get fed at his first Mania. Not to mention, that's such a 2016 dork wrestling fan thing to say. They still do yeah, it in 2020. But, but not, not, uh, people should actually like this guy now. Which guy? Maybe people get on my train about Roman, finally. Oh. We'll get to well, that. Why? Has something happened with Roman? No, when we talk about the men's rumble, I'm saying we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I... I mean, that is just the line of him being fed to Roman. Like, how prominent has Roman Reigns really been for most of the last two years, really? Almost non-existent. Yep. Like, he's been a very secondary guy. So if you're still complaining about Roman being shoved down your throat, uh, honestly, I don't know You probably already got something shoved down your throat anyway. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to kind of say that, but and that you know I'm here to say what's not all <laughs> yeah. PC. I do know that. Uh, so if anyone, so we can give predictions on this match, unless anyone has any other thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm uh, good. Just because Aaron, uh, Aaron and Prep made the point about you know the Fiend not losing at his first Mania. Has Bray ever won at a Mania? He's uh, the complete opposite of this no. streak. I think he's winless. So he definitely lost to Cena. He didn't definitely he lost, to, lost Undertaker. to Undertaker. He lost to Orton. Yeah, he hasn't won. And wasn't there last year, right? He was injured still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hasn't won. And then in New Orleans, he just he, he lost the Battle Royal to Good Brother Matt. Well, he wasn't in the Battle Royal. <laughs> or he saved Good Brother yeah. Matt. We've he got clowned by The Rock at WrestleMania 32, right? Yeah. When Rock or 31. Beat 32. Rock beat Rowan in like five seconds or something like that. Yeah. And said he liked, what did he say? He liked pizza rolls or Hot Pockets or something? Hmm? He The Rock said something about Bray Wyatt likes pizza rolls or oh. Hot Pockets or something like that. Because it was something he actually brought up on Twitter as the, as the new Bray Wyatt. Oh, we got another mask. Is that one going on or is it too hot? No, it's too way too hot. <laughs> um, but I feel so, like Heck would appreciate this WCW yeah. superstar. Dejo's <laughs> vibely, like the Christmas colors. <laughs> yeah, Christmas in January. Heck, uh, who wins this match, Daniel Bryan or the Fiend? Man, I don't know. I'll tell you what. The one. Like I've seen from backstage clips and Instagram, I know what's going on, and they got me balled in. Daniel Bryan cutting his hair, the return of Kane, the strap match stipulation. I think Daniel Bryan can win. WWE actually is doing their job with it, but my friends on the other end of the podcast are making good points where it doesn't make sense for him to lose. So I don't know. Uh, if you would have asked me this two, two minutes ago before they spoke off, I would have said I would have said uh, Daniel Bryan's got a chance of winning. But my intelligent amigos made some points, and I'm re- retracting my thoughts, <laughs> and I'm going uh, going with uh, the Fiend retaining the strap in the strap match. Get it? I do. I am going with the Fiend as well for the the reasons everyone kind of has said. Alo, how about you? The Fiend. And Prep, The Fiend, or Daniel Bryan? I think I already know your answer. Yeah, The Fiend, for sure. As you you were the ringleader for The Fiend will matter soon. so <laughs> Eventually. Uh, yeah. So, next match we could talk about that I have down in my notes. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. And can I please just say, how as a guy who does not watch the show, and as a guy who has not really watched anything in at least two months... 
other than maybe one or two YouTube clips here and there, can I please just say how much I adore King Corbin getting this type of match at an A-level show with Roman Reigns? <laughs> who who could have seen this coming? Everyone. I don't know. I mean, we, we found out a couple years ago he was very inspirational. I don't know that we knew he'd be in a Roman Reigns match. Oh, at an A level. I thought you meant like earlier. I thought you meant like last year. Who would have seen this coming? No, like I'm just surprised. Uh, So obviously, you guys know why I like Baron Corbin. Like the fact that they have really leaned into the things people think are bad about him. I think have now just become like very charming to me. I think to probably more people than just me. Uh, What is like the story other than he? I think he just keeps screwing over Roman, right? Same thing. It's, it's nothing new since the last time these guys faced off uh, last month. No, nothing's changed. And not a fact, not a fact that uh, he has Ziggler and Rude with him, and they just get one up on Roman Reigns and the Usos have come, come back. So nothing else has really happened at all. Prep, any thoughts on Roman and the King? If Roman's in king. it, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Ash, uh-huh. you're really you're really uh, starting to sound like the IWC. Everybody's starting to like King Corbin now. But I was there first, as I am with many of <laughs> these like things. I feel like this podcast is always ahead of the curve on most. It is. I feel like, truly, the things that we talk about here, within six months to a year after we start talking about it, it's what everybody likes. Like I said, you find me another podcast hyping up Ron Killings. In 2015, 2016. There wasn't one. There was Anybody only one. Anybody on ATB? No. Oh, what was that today? today? It came yeah. out today. I haven't listened yet, so control yourself. <laughs> control yourself. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other things. Well, I feel like we were on the Cena, the turnaround on Cena before anyone else. There, there are definitely other things. Like, recently... There was something else that I was like championing that I w- like couldn't stop talking about that that I was there like two years before anyone else. I guess it doesn't really matter. A Goldberg right, return. No, well, no, I I've never been a champion of that. The only thing I may, might champion Goldberg returning to is like the NFL because I don't watch it. <laughs> Although I don't watch wrestling either, so I guess he could return to that too. Don't well, we put got, it past the NFL either. Well, well, You're we, got, right. well we got that hot XFL debut in a couple weeks. Could you know what? I actually would love that if William showed up in the XFL. I think I, that I probably could get behind. Um, I guess, I mean, Corbin won their last match at the last pay-per-view, right? Yep. So I have to assume Roman is going to win this one. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the strange thing, because we'll get to the men's Royal Rumble thing, too, because I kind of think Roman may end up winning the Royal Rumble, too, because it's been five years since he's actually won, and there's been, like, Basically, no direction of you can't really see what's happening going into WrestleMania. Like, there's there hasn't even been any leaks. There was a, a fake leak card that came out a few weeks ago, but nothing else. There's no real clear direction, and you can't really see where they're going. So, I wouldn't be shocked if Roman does win the Royal Rumble. And if he does win the Royal Rumble, he I don't think he will win twice in one night because you have to kind of think about him not winning. I don't know. He shoved down our throats, so he probably will win twice. They might add a third match so he could win three times in the same night. Uh, Prep, Roman or the King? I I agree with Alo too. I got to go King because if even if he gets like a big push in the Rumble, I still think they'd want to throw everybody off by him losing the match before. And, and honestly, at Royal Rumble, like what do you have to lose? Like besides the Royal Rumble match. Like, nothing matters on this card. Yeah, and then, like, if he loses the match to Corbin, so what? The Winning the Rumble means so much more and in, in the long run. So it, they'll just quickly forget him losing to Corbin, especially yeah, if it opens Ek, the show. Yeah, Eck, how about you? My boys made good points again. <laughs> but this time around, I'm sticking with my gut, and the big dog comes out triumphant. <laughs> yeah. Lays out. The inspirational one from LA Fitness smacks <laughs> his bald head up and pins him in the concession stand. Okay. 
That's in uh, a baseball stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like stadium, yeah. At least I think it'll be fun. Do you think Don't they make any mention of the Houston Astros cheating scandal? Oh, Baron Corbin will definitely say something <laughs> if, if he's given a microphone. <laughs> um, so I guess, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Eck and go with Roman, although there's no loser for me in this match. I'll be happy to see either guy win. Um, Shorty G versus Sheamus? How, how did this happen? How did they bring Sheamus' old look back without his old theme? Is that what they did? It's his old look? Yeah, where are you Have you seen him? No. (laughs) I haven't seen anything. Oh, man. Yeah, it's the old Sheamus Sheamus look with a a different theme. But I I didn't like his original theme anyway, so it's completely fine with me. (laughs) But I'm just – I just feel so bad for Chad Gable because there was a bad thing. Shorty, <laughs> like he, he's backstage having his backstage interview with with the uh, the Annette with the Annette with the interviewer, and she re- she refers to him as Shorty, self Shorty. I'm like, oh my god, this why are you doing this to this guy? And it, it was like a few weeks, a few months ago when they first gave him this gimmick. It, it came out. I read in an interview that he took a lot of advice from the Miz of like, look, just. Be the com- basically be the company guy. Work with what they give you and make it work. And take the ball with it, and take the ball and run with it. And he's 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 taking the ball and run with it. I don't like it because we all know Chad Gable is amazing on this show, and he's destined for greater things than being called Shorty G. But has he been? Has he been doing a good job with the cards that he has been dealt? Do you guys think? Yeah. He, he, he's he's living the character. He's like embodying it. it. Like he could see selling it definitely, but I just don't like it. I think he deserves way better than this. <laughs> I Is wish he funny. This was... Who Shorty G? Yeah, I don't think there's anything really funny about it. I think it's supposed like it looks stupid, but I think it's supposed to be portrayed as a serious character. And in my opinion, it's the shits. <laughs> it's it's. I mean. Nobody will ever get the name Shorty G over. I don't care how good you are in the ring. You could be freaking who Will Osprey. <laughs> You'll never get Shorty O over. Yeah, you know, who, you know who could pull off specifically Shorty J? Big match, Juanito. Because he was a real J. He ain't you know short what? though, so that might not play off. I hundred percent wanted to come on this podcast and explain my hiatus from wrestling like as a like i've become like more of a casual fan in the last like year and a bunch of contributing factors but i would like to contribute it mostly to john cena not being on tv (laughs) i'm so glad that you're you're mentioning this man i miss john cena but i don't know a a conversation i had on tuesday with ek to fly like over text kind of like lit a fire under me and like reminded me why I loved wrestling so much and uh hence why I'm I'm here a little late but I'm back <laughs> late than never yes exactly um and I'm happy to have you back I'm happy to to have you on the show tonight um and looking forward to listening to uh your boy Elroy tomorrow it's uh, a doozy forward, yeah I'm looking forward to hearing uh your guys thoughts on UFC 246 that little uh, event. Yeah, a little, little tiny event last weekend. A little um, virus scandal. <laughs> did you hear about that, Pash? What? The virus no, I, scandal? Oh, yeah, I did. Be, right before we recorded, I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start I, I sending you guys... by the way, prop. I'll have All to right. start sending you guys streams from Phil, because he sends me a safe stream every time. I don't know why I sent X the one I wasn't even using. Like I was, <laughs> I was a setup. I take back what I said. Our passion, it was a setup. Oh my god! Yeah. So when Eck brought it up, I said, you know what? When Phil sends me the streams in the future, I have to send them to you because he's he's definitely like a computer internet guy, and I feel like he's very uh, cautious uh, about that type of thing. 
and X started explaining that you didn't do it on purpose. And I was like, well, I don't think he did it on purpose. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he like set you up to get a virus. But now we're all phone. starting to rethink it. <laughs> what happened was the stream that Pash can attest to this too. The stream I always go to around the big events, like main event time, it like will start to slow down because obviously a lot of people are getting onto the stream. So I was like, let me send Ek a less common link. That way, hopefully, he won't have any problems, you know, because then he'll be texting me at the main event like, oh, I lost the stream or something. So I sent him that, and unfortunately, it added all these things to his <laughs> calendar. So let me ask this, though. Before the virus, were things all good? Or my calendar? No, watching the stream. was that? Did that all work out? Yeah, for like five minutes. The five minutes you needed to watch, though. No. And why didn't you text me, like, after the five minutes and say, yo, you got something else? Man, it was a mess. I kept going back. I still watched it. I watched it. I just got screwed. It's a, it's a mess. I don't even. <laughs> back to wrestling. Let, no more MMA and viruses. We'll talk about that another, next month. All right, then, next. Shorty G or Sheamus, who wins? Or do they both lose? Sheamus. Sheamus A-Lo. wins twice if he comes out with the old theme music. <laughs> but, it, but it's a babyface song, so probably why. But c- mm. continue. Sheamus. Sh- Shorty G, because it'll be like one of those, like, oh, piss Sheamus off. And then Sheamus will, like, eliminate him from the rumble or something stupid. Or maybe Sheamus gives him a beatdown after the match and we get like a hobbled Shorty G coming in. Having Now he's not going to win the Rumble, but maybe we get him having like a, a gutsy performance in the Rumble. So I'm going to go Shorty G with a Sheamus attack right after. Um, Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Can someone just explain to me what's happening here? Nothing. How did we get here? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Do we have anything we need to say about this match? No. Lacey Evans. Bailey, because I'm down with the bodacious one. Yeah, you you definitely are. Uh, I'm you pro still booty. digging the haircut? I'm digging the ass. <laughs> 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 uh, well, then I guess we could just give our predictions if nobody really has uh, any real thoughts on it, as I, I kind of didn't expect. Prep, Bailey or Lacey Evans? Lacey Evans. Eck. Bailey. Alo. Bailey. Down with the besties, too. You guys are picking with your heart, and I don't like it. As someone who has not watched, has not seen how they have gotten here, like, I would love to say Lacey Evans, just because that's someone I was like, it's another one that I was like, well, I shouldn't say another one because I don't know that everyone has started to become a fan of her. But I was a fan of her work as the uh, the woman who wanted to speak to your manager um, from the beginning. I would love to say she's going to win, but I just feel like I can't imagine they're going to give her the title. So I'm going to say Bailey. Uh, Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo. Could this be the match of the night for the yeah, U.S. Yes. title? Yeah. Are you expecting this to be the match of the night? Outside of the rumbles, and if we get like the best rumble ever, yes, it's this. Uh, I know we've talked on this show before about the mishandling of Latino talent uh, by WWE. Do you think WWE is handling either one of these two guys in a way better than we've grown accustomed to over the years? No. Yes. Can you ask... Can you say the question again, just so I can... I can. Uh, Do you think WWE is treating either one of these two guys better than they've treated Latino talent in the past? I don't know, because they always, like, have this start and stop thing with Latinos yet. So, until Andrade has that world title around his waist, I'm really not that uh, enthused about the whole thing. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I really enjoyed like most of, if not all of the Ray versus Andrade matches. Umberto Carrillo has been perfectly fine. And a very controversial statement, Angel Garza is fantastic. <laughs> so there's no shortage of like great talent. 
But until like one of them gets that world title with a significant run, you can't really say anything about it. And even at that point, you still can't think too much because look at people like how many times did Alberto, uh, Alberto Del Rio have the world title and it never really amounted to anything with his star power. Well, yeah. that's kind of his own personal issues, but that's true. <laughs> that's true. He is. Yeah. A jackass. Honestly, if you go back, watch <laughs> some of his, st- you go watch some of his stuff from his title run. I think it's, it's, it's forgettable, but if you watch it, he was book strong. He yeah, like he, strong, and some of the he stuff ruined was one good. of the He's he ruined like one of the greatest angles of the decade with like punk. Yeah, yeah. And he lost one of his WWE titles outside of WWE recently. Oh man, yes. <laughs> um so who wins this match? Andrade. Uh, Andrade. Hell yeah. Yeah, Andrade. Yeah, no reason for him to lose. I, Prep, I'll echo your sentiments. It, this is a guy that I said from the time that he partnered up with Zelina Vega, he should be in a world title picture. I'm happy that he has a title, yeah. but I think he should be around the main title. And hopefully, you know, by this time next year, we're saying that he either has been already or he's there. Uh I don't know if we'll get to that point, but I'd love to see it. So I'm going to say Andrade is going to win also. I mean, in a dream scenario, I'd like to see him have like a stellar run with this U.S. title and make it matter. Uh, you know, we championed John Cena a couple of minutes ago on this show, and I'd like him to rival Cena's run or make it better. I'm not looking for him to duplicate nothing Cena did. I just want him to make the, the belt matter. Um, coincidentally, with his relationship with Charlotte, He's even said in interviews how he's learned stuff from her where he, you you know, she made, she made a point to him to make the belt important, carry it differently than anyone carried it. When you show it to the camera, do something different and, you know, make it so when anyone thinks of the U.S. championship, like you think right now, think of it like the last year plus, if you name the, if you say intercontinental champion, over the last year, you can never think, oh, okay, that guy's the Intercontinental Champion. But like she said, you want to be synonymous with that belt, with that championship. So hopefully that can happen for him. I mean, it only took him th- over three weeks for them to give him a- his own nameplate on the belt. But <laughs> Really? Yeah, he, he they just posted I, I know think, when they posted Tuesday. the picture when he first won it, he had his hand over it. So... You know, I think they always do that with the, the, the belts that have nameplates and even the, the, the side plates. You usually always see them um, with whoever they defeated, their nameplate or their side plate. But in my opinion, I feel like with the world title and the women's titles, you've seen those side plates come out promptly. And I even feel like with NXT's women's and single uh, and women's and world title, you've seen those. Side plates get swapped out right away. I just noted, like Andrade just posted, it was either Monday night or it was after his ladder match. It was Monday night or Tuesday morning. He said, brand new, brand new plate. And I'm like looking at the belt, like figuring out like what's different. And I'm like, oh, did they take Almas off his nameplate? And I'm looking, it just says Andrade. And then I go look and literally like a week prior, it still said Rey Mysterio. And he won that like the week before Christmas. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, No reason for it to take that long. And now we're down to just the Rumble matches themselves. We'll start with the women's Rumble match. So we mentioned mentioned earlier that the men's Rumble had between 22 and 25 names announced already. As of uh, an hour ago or two hours ago, on Wikipedia, it said there are five women announced for the 30 spots. am, Am I crazy that they should have more than five women announced at this point? Yeah, they've they've built they've they've done nothing to build towards this. Even the men's rumble is is practically a joke because they're not making a big deal big deal out of anything at all. Like the only thing they've been hyping up is Brock Lesnar being number one in the men's rumble. That's the only thing they've really been hyping up, and nothing else. Even and for the women, nothing. Do they not want people to watch this show? Like I, <laughs> I don't get it. Why are you not using like the month leading up to the Rumble to build your Rumble match? You have five people announced for the thing. 
So is everybody? We're talking about the the men's match not having surprises. The women's match is going to be all surprises because there's nobody entered in it. Why aren't people entering in it? I don't get it. Well, to reiterate a statement someone made earlier, I mean, you, you know, we still have SmackDown this week, so maybe 15 people from SmackDown all announce. Um, <laughs> all announce at once. Or they misproperly announce the men's match, and we have limited, you know, <laughs> unknowns. And so the women's are like, okay, we'll give you a bunch of unknowns, and then maybe next year we'll know everyone in the women's match and nobody in the men's match. So let me see here. The In the Women's Rumble, here's who we have announced. Uh, Ashley Flair, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan, and Natalia. That's it. Damn, Sarah, how'd she get in there? Uh, well, it was announced on The Bump, whatever that is. Oh, no. Sarah Logan was announced on Twitter. So you're not even announcing these people on the show? Like, what... <laughs> Yeah, so I'm what saying there's happening? nothing going on. Who, I, I'm the only one here that's going to say yeah, but, or me. But who else misses when um, they used to have the classic like battle royal tease for the build up to the Royal Rumble, and the show ends with people fake eliminating each other in the ring? Yeah, I love that. I feel like that was like a rite of passage to get to the Rumble. So, has there been any reason for like excitement or anticipation around this women's Rumble match? No. <laughs> Do we have any reason to have like a feeling as to who's going to win this thing? Yes. Uh, I kind of have an idea who's going to win, but I could be com- completely wrong as well. But like you said, there's only five women declared for this match. Now, if you want to go directly into that, uh, I think Shayna Baszler is going to win the Royal Rumble or a dark horse if she if she re- returning because Stephanie did say that she will be back with the company and that's Ronda Rousey. But Shayna Baszler makes the most sense. I'm, I'll, I'll go with her because she's active and because they they went they were all in on her at Survivor Series and the fact and the fact of she didn't beat Becky at Survivor Series. She beat Bailey and she's done with the NXT Women's Division. She lost the title to Rhea Ripley. There's, not, there's nothing left for her there to do and. The women aren't going to main event like they did last year, so I think I don't think they'll put them on the same pedestal and build it the same way as they did last year. So I'm gonna go with Shayna Baszler to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Prep your uh, your feelings on the women's rumble and who you think is gonna win. Yeah, like I'm I watch like here and there like clips, or I'm watching you know segments at a time. Most of the women's segments I I don't even watch, so I'm not gonna lie. I thought they were going to skip the women's rumble this year <laughs> just because it did, it had like like you guys all said like it had no like definitive like oh this is the like the women's rumble this year. So I just thought they were going to skip it. But um I agree with Alo like the only one that really makes sense to win the rumble is Shayna Baszler because that story with Becky is like really ongoing and and really the only match to make for Becky. She's already beat everybody except Asuka, according to the Rumble. So, Yeah. Uh, Eck? Well, I'm going to say this in opposite order. I would love Shayna Baszler to win the match. Um, I, you know, I know it's only the third year of the Women's Rumble, but this would be the first time someone's going to come straight from NXT and win a Royal Rumble. That's huge. Um, I think that'll be awesome. If for somehow it's Ronda, I know she's not coming from NXT, but a nine-month return and she win, I'm here for that. Both of those options are huge, and I, you know, you get two thumbs up, you get five stars from me. But the prediction and the way it is booked currently is Charlotte Flair wins. You have Charlotte Flair in a match, she wins. That's how this place is booked. So I hope I'm wrong, but my prediction is Flair. So, Eck, I was hoping you were going to go with Shayna Baszler because I was going to predict Ashley Flair uh, because, obviously, they're going to feed Becky to Ashley at WrestleMania. Again. <laughs> That's my feeling. Talk um, about something I don't have an appetite for. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I would love it if Shayna Baszler won, too, for a variety of reasons. One, something fresh. like you said, yeah, something new, somebody coming right up from NXT and winning it. Uh, it's a story that's already, like, built in that we want to see. And I think she's someone who, we talked about this a lot, how far she has come 
as a performer in the ring and as a character, I would love to see her get rewarded for that in, in like such a high. I know she had that great run in NXT, that dominant run in NXT, but for her to win this Rumble and then get this title shot against the man at WrestleMania, I think would be amazing. For a quick reminder, because I had a alcoholic beverage or two last year during the Rumble, did they did the show end? consecutive Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, or was there a Royal... It, it didn't start with a Royal Rumble, then we had all the matches, then Royal Rumble. One was in the I, middle. Yeah, what? I don't think it was consecutive. I think, yeah, one was in the middle and one was at the end. I think okay, it was so. Rumble, match, match, Rumble, I think it was. Okay, yep. so my... Um, I don't know if it will happen in this order, but I, I think Becky should lose to Asuka... So we could get this on a bigger stage one day and it give kind of that, that blemish on her record for a while. But to me, it's a guarantee if she loses, we really should get Shayna because she's beaten everyone at that point. Her next obstacle has to be someone from NXT. So Shayna definitely makes the most sense. Yeah, and I would love to see it. I hope that that is what we do see. Uh, and the, the men's Rumble match... Um, Alo, you kind of already said this earlier in the show. My first note was, is there any real story here revolving around the match and who would challenge for the title? I'm guessing the answer is no. No, because Brock Lesnar declared for number one, and he's been on Raw almost every week, I think, since he's declared for one in the month of January. And they're basically hyping him up as the number one entry in the Rumble. And Randy Orton and Galloway, they've had a thing going on. But other than that, nothing at all. Do either any of the three of you like the idea of going into a rumble match without like that story of like this is the guy that's going to take off towards WrestleMania? Do you like that or dislike that? Was it this year or last year that we had like almost the same scenario or was it last year or the year before that we were like, "Oh, anybody could win this rumble." Like It was the year before. Yeah, I remember like I remember being excited for that and this one I'm even more excited because like I, I'm obviously thinking too much into this, but I hope that like WWE has the balls to just continue to put NXT over. Like, <laughs> even if it's just like, you know, we're gonna see him in the Rumble. We're gonna see Keith Lee because of the run that he had at Survivor Series. What if he throws like a Brock or or, or like Ricochet came out to face Brock? So what if like Ricochet throws Brock over just to get rid of him? Like, I, I, what if I like stuff like that? It? No, our truth is going to throw Paul Heyman over. <laughs> that is one clip I did see, and it was excellent. One yeah, of my favorite Paul Rumble bumps was him running in, throwing the ladder. The ladder. <laughs> uh, a huge oh, complaint I got is that it's not clear and obvious that if Brock wins, what does that mean? We don't know. That's that's my annoying part. Like the way like, they should have set it up is he gets to choose his opponent. That's like, like they should just say that if he wins, he gets to choose his opponent. No, like no, he should have kept it real and said, "I'm coming in to win this match, so I can take WrestleMania off." <laughs> like well, that would be, be good yourself. Too. That actually would be a good story that he's competing in this thing, so he just doesn't even have to show up to WrestleMania. Uh, Alo, or I'm sorry, Eck, are you like are you excited by the idea that there is no specific like story that's telling us who's going to win? Because I know you love a surprise. Yeah, yeah, I want to say yes more than no because you know this is it's my favorite um, my favorite event of the year WWE wise. So I'm excited for it. Um, I'm fine with not knowing because I love a surprise element. So yeah, definitely. And Alo, I think you're already on the record as like you're not super excited about it, or you're not like super into it. No, because you because it's not it doesn't feel like the Rumble. Like like Eric said earlier, like even if they had that dumb thing that I hate, where everybody just throws over each other over the top rope <laughs> at our go home, I love it, which is so stupid. <laughs> they didn't even do that, so it's like nobody's even like nobody even feels important to even win this thing <laughs> or whatever. So it doesn't just it doesn't even feel like the Royal Rumble at all and my last question about it and this is for all three of you is there any this is not like your prediction but is there any one person 
who could win that would like actually have you like over the moon excited for WrestleMania? Like, who's the one person for each of you that would like get you the most excited if they won? Oh, I, I'm more excited for like surprise entrance. Man, I mean, I'm always surprised excited for surprise entrance, but. Man, I I could answer I could take an hour to answer this. Um my gut like I'm still thinking like 2 years ago I was going to the Rumble. Remember my hard prediction that Dolph Ziggler was going to win? Yes. Yeah, you like, and, you on the internet. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he's he's a heel right now and you know, like it's funny. I love this. I love this. I love, love this. Like I watched a little bit of SmackDown this past Friday and Raul comes over and Dolph's getting his ass whooped. And Raul, you know, the most casual fan in the world, he just looks over at me and he knows a little bit of the terminology from, like, catching, like, you know, me, Aaron, and prep chat about, like, wrestling. And he just looks over and he's like, man, Dolph's a jobber. And, like, <laughs> the most casual person, like, he's probably seen three Dolph matches in the last year and he's just like, Dolph's a jobber. Like, I... I would be happy if anyone win that has never won the world title before. I would be happy to see someone from NXT win. I would be happy to see Matt Riddle win. I would be happy to see Adam Cole win. Um, I would love a surprise. I am going to segue that and say my prediction is uh, Roman Reigns, unfortunately. Not that I hate him. I just want to see someone new win. Yeah, Alo, is there one person that you'd be super, like, the most excited to see win, and who do you think is going to win? Uh, there's not no there's a, there isn't anybody I'll be like super excited to win. It, there's not because at this at this point, especially WWE wise and what they've become, especially mainly because of the whole Brock Lesnar thing, because he's basically holding the title hostage. So there's there's really nobody. But like I said earlier, I think Roman Reigns does win. I think it makes the most sense. If not Roman, it's going to be Brock. But I, I, I'm leaning towards more Roman because Roman hasn't won it in five years and on top of that since he came back from his his uh leukemia he's done nothing and he hasn't even sniffed the title so if this the per- so if you want to put him back in a title scene this is how you do it but do the fans turn on him again after this but they have no absolutely no reason to because he hasn't even sniffed the title scene in yeah, like, a year. It's not it's not like there's somebody that the fans are like all juiced up for right like they couldn't possibly be no you know there isn't anybody i I feel like that's not a thing that's happening like there's nobody that like a groundswell of support has come in for so prep i know you said you're more excited for the surprise entrance i'm just gonna ask you who is your prediction for the rumble for the winner right Mm -hmm. Mm. i mean you could tell me if there's someone you'd be most excited for obviously i mean it's the obvious like I'd be excited if Edge comes back. That's cool. Uh, a lot of the NXT guys, like I would like to see Matt Riddle in there. I'd like to see Keith Lee, Adam Cole again. I wouldn't mind. But my my prediction for the winner is Drew McIntyre. Is there a reason for that or just kind of like a, a feeling? I just feel like, like, remember that one year Randy Orton won and everybody was like, what? Yeah, like I feel like that might be one of those years, and Drew McIntyre wins. That was at the Big Day's place with Omar, right? Yeah, Big Sunil. Omar lasted for about six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I hate like this baby face turn. I hate the one, two, three. Like that's just. <laughs> but. but you'd like to see Drew McIntyre, or you're predicting? Pass, Drew don't McIntyre. act like you know what that means. I don't. He counts down before he does the Claymore now. Oh, wow. How All right. that sound? Yeah, it sounds pretty terrible. Um, so the person I'd be most excited to see win Say would it. be Matt Riddle. For the sole reason that he has been talking for like two years about how he wants to dethrone Brock Lesnar. Would love to see it. And actually, this is maybe one thing I could get behind William Goldberg coming back and beating... Brock Lesnar if we ended up getting Matt Riddle versus William Goldberg at WrestleMania because of their real life feud that uh I can't help but love Matt Riddle even more for. You'd be hyped. Person, I'm not you'd your be hyped bro. for truth winning too. Oh yeah, of course I would. What'd you say, Prep? I'm not your bro. <laughs> All right, bro. 
that'd be who I'd be most excited for, uh, other than our truth, obviously. But I think my prediction, especially being that it's so up in the air and there is no... Actually, knowing now that, that uh, Drew Galloway is a babyface kind of might change things a little bit. I didn't know that. But I think I'm going to lean towards Roman Reigns just because he has not been like in that main event status all this time since he's been back, and I think it's just a matter of time before he gets there. And because there is no one guy like Daniel Bryan in Philadelphia a few years ago that everybody feels like needs to win, I think they can get away with him winning without the crowd turning because I don't think he's winning over someone else everybody else wants in the building. So I, I'm going to go with Roman. Um, and before we like close out the show, any final thoughts on the Rumble or just the world of wrestling from anyone? Did you guys already talk about AEW? You know they don't talk about AEW on this show. There was one mention of the uh, the title change. That was it so far. Well, just to bring it up, I thought that the atmosphere was cool on the cruise ship. That's it. I'm glad you brought that up. Being on a boat with wrestling fans for a week, my God, must be miserable. Oh, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> While we're talking about the Royal Rumble where you have to throw people over the top rope, I wonder how many people I would throw overboard if I was on that cruise ship for a week with a bunch of wrestling fans. And not, I, and not, into, a pole, not into a pool like MJF got thrown into, like literally overboard. No. My God. The overboard, yes. If there was enough alcohol on there, I already see one person that I'd like to throw over the ship. Is it somebody you'd like to mention? He's on camera right now. <laughs> It'd be like Royal Rumble all over again. Yo, I, I, you, won't even, you won't even be around me. Me and Jericho would be drunk. Yo, everybody talks about Walter's chops. I don't want to hear anything. Nobody's ever seen Ek2 fly 39 beers deep at the Royal Rumble in a press box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a prep. You're about to be overboard, too, buddy. on a heel turn (laughs) oh my god uh yeah out out of all the people that were in attendance that evening Eck would not be anywhere near the top of the list of people i would have thrown off the Uh, balcony oh no they would have got it first oh no there's definitely (laughs) other people in that box that i would like to throw over first um and after all these years past still the most loyal (laughs) <laughs> I try. Um, so if there's nothing else to touch on from the weekly stuff, I know we pretty much covered everything we could from the Royal Rumble. So, Prep, I'm glad that you joined us. Uh, if you're listening to us right now, do yourself a favor. If you like MMA at all, listen to your boy Elroy every Friday. Um, for Ek2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Josh Prep Egina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery Jr. And we will see you next week. Hard time. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.